So Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them, and he delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called the Praetorium, and they called together the whole band, and they clothed him with purple, and they planted a crown of thorns, and they put about his head, and they began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him on the head with a reed, they spit upon him, and they bowed their knees and worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him, put his own clothes on him, led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon a Cyrenian who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place of Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull. And they gave him drink to drink, wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. And the third hour, they crucified him. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, and our conviction is that the Word of God has never changed and never will. The truth in God's Word was, is, and always will be true. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Life begins at Calvary, there my Savior died. He took my place and by His grace came with me to abide. All I need for living is mine by just believing. Life begins at Calvary, life that never This lesson now begins in Mark chapter 15, verse 1, where Dr. Mitchell reviews the first 14 verses. And it is here that Jesus is before the civil court of Pilate, who asked the Jewish leaders, What evil has he done? Continuing in verse 15, here Pilate wants to please the crowd, so he releases a murderer, Barabbas, and delivers Jesus to be crucified. What follows is the scene where the soldiers mocked Jesus, beat him with a reed, and unnecessarily slapped his face repeatedly. Now, Dr. Mitchell brings out several Old Testament scriptures that our Lord fulfilled at his crucifixion, Psalm 22, and especially Isaiah 53. While Jesus is on the way to Golgotha, the soldiers commandeered a man to help carry Jesus' cross. And now Jesus, on the cross, refused to drink the wine mixed with myrrh, which is a drug used to deaden the pain. Here's Dr. Mitchell, Mark chapter 15, verse 1 on the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Good day, friends. We again come to you, and we're praying that the Lord Jesus may make himself unusually precious to your heart today. We're taking up a very, very precious portion of the Word of God, and yet when one thinks of the human heart in its opposition to the Savior, uh, we tremble. And we just pray that in some way we might see something of the wonderful compassion and love of Christ for men and women. And beyond that, his love for his Father to always do the things that please him. Now we're in the 15th chapter of the book of Mark, and we've had the Lord Jesus Christ has been tried by the ecclesiastical court, which was an an illegal gathering at the end of chapter 14. 
And you remember the issue was the person of Christ. When the high priest said, I adjure thee by the living God, tell us, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? He challenged the Savior concerning his person. And the Lord very simply quoted the Scriptures and declared that he was the one who was the fulfiller of Daniel chapter 7. You'd see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power, coming in the clouds of heaven. And if you go back to Daniel chapter 7, and to him was given a kingdom and dominion and so on. Now when we come to chapter 15, we have the, uh, the trial by the civil court, by the court of Pilate in the first 15 verses. And we were discussing that in our last lesson. And the issue now is his character. What evil hath he done? That's the question with Pilate. And you notice how Pilate marveled that the Lord Jesus didn't say a word. He answered him nothing in the third verse. And Pilate said, don't you know? Don't you answer anything? Listen to what they're saying about you. And he said nothing. Jesus said nothing. Pilate marveled. You know, and three times in John's gospel, Pilate said, I find no fault in him at all. I tell you, we're coming to the place where we realize that he who knew no sin was made sin for us who knew no righteousness, that we who knew no righteousness might be made the righteousness of God in him. And to do so, he obeyed to the full his father's purpose and plan. He said nothing. As Isaiah 53 said, he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is done, so he opened not his mouth. And then you remember, um, Pilate offered them a choice. This was a common thing, which happened at Passover time. A choice where one prisoner could go free. And Pilate, I believe that Pilate brought out the worst man he could find in his prison. Barabbas, a murderer. And he said, now will you choose? I'll give you a choice between this terrible man, this murderer, and Jesus, the one who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. This is the final choice. There's still an open door for them to, to get out from under, killing the Savior. And they cried out, crucify him. The great sinner was freed. If ever there was a, an illustration of substitution, here it is. Our Lord died instead of Barabbas. Pilate, as I said a moment ago, he brought out the worst man he could find in his prison. And they chose Barabbas. I say again, what an amazing thing. Jesus took the place of the greatest sinner, or putting it round another way, the greatest sinner was set free and the sinless one was crucified. Barbara, Barbara, Barabbas was spared. The Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. I'm reminded of those verses of Paul in Galatians 2.20 when he said, concerning our Lord who loved me and gave himself for me. He took your place and gave us his place. You ever think of it? He gave himself for you. 
he gave himself for me. You remember Romans 5, 8 again? God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In 1 Peter 3, 18, he gave himself for our sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh and quickened by the Spirit. He gave himself for our sins, the just, the righteous one for the unrighteous. I need you to get this clear in your heart, my friend. Why did Jesus die? Died for you. The wages of sin is death. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But he was sinless. His friends wrote that he was without sin. He challenged his enemies. Which one of you convicteth me of sin? He was the holy, righteous, sinless one. Why did he die? If the wages of sin is death, why did he die? Then he must have borne somebody else's sins. He bore your sins. He bore my sins. And by the way, you must make a choice too. The leaders had the crowd cry out, give us Barabbas. What will I do with Jesus then? What will I do with your king? They cried out, crucify him. Crucify him. Why, what evil have they done? Crucify him. The mob, obeying the words of their leaders. You know, friend, you've got to make a choice too. And I'm repeating this. I want this to be very clear to your mind. When I speak of this fact, you must make a choice. Jesus Christ is the only Savior. He's a perfect Savior. He took your place. He bare our sins, as 1 Peter 2 says, He bare our sins in His own body on the tree. Yours, mine, the sins of humanity. As Hebrews 9.26 said, He appeared once in the end of the age to put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself. In 1 John 3.5, remember, in Him is no sin. He was manifested, what for? To take away our sin. And in Him is no sin. Or Hebrews 1, 3, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. But I'm trying to get to your heart. The very verse that John cried out when he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Or the very first promise in the New Testament, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. One could go on and take up these scriptures. I want to get to your heart. He took Barabbas's place. He took your place. Wonderful, wonderful Savior. Now we go on down to, to verse 15. So Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them, and he delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. Now this is the part that gets my heart. It just gets into me. Why in the world... Did Pilate scourge Jesus? As far as I know, they never scourged anyone who was going to be crucified. Why then should they scourge Jesus? Well, the scripture has to be fulfilled. 
You see, friend, behind this whole business, behind the whole thing, is the purpose of God being wrought out. And the Lord Jesus was in perfect submission to his Father. When he left the Garden of Gethsemane, the victory was already won. But I raise the question, why did Pilate scourge him? Isaiah 50 must be completed. You remember it said there, I give my back to the smiters. I give my cheeks to those who plucked off their hair. I hid not my face from shame or spitting. So you have it here in verse 15. He scourged him. Terrible thing. I repeat it, my friend. It was a terrible thing. Why scourge him? I personally believe that possibly Pilate was hoping that when he had scourged Jesus, there'd be no need for crucifixion. I think when Pilate took him out and had him scourged, and, and you and I don't begin to realize what it means for a person to be scourged, where they strip them of their raiment, they tie their hands and tie their feet, and their backs are at a whipping post in between. And they take and they take whips of lather with pieces of metal in them, either bronze or, or iron, and they and they scourge them till they rip their, their flesh is in ribbons, and they plucked out the hair of his beard, they put a crown of thorns on his head, they scourged him. He went through that just because he loved you and in me. And I believe that Pilate, when he had finished scourging Jesus and brought him out, and I quote from the other Gospels now, he brought them out before the people and said, here's your king. And they cried out, we have no king but Caesar. You see, it became a political football. And there stood the Lord with the blood and the spittle on his face and his, his flesh and ribbons. I think Pilate really believed that they would have had pity on him and said, well, he's had enough, let him go. Let him go, he's had enough. But nothing would do but what? Crucify him. Now, verse 16, we have where he was crucified. 16 to 41, you have the crucifixion of the Savior. And by the way, if you want to follow it through in the prophetic page, I would suggest Psalm 22, Psalm 69, Isaiah 50, Isaiah 52, which says his face was marred more than any man's. Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Ah, this is the, this is the reason for it. Now, starting in at verse 16. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called the Praetorium, and they called together the whole band, and they clothed him with purple. Now remember, this is after they scourged him. And they planted a crown of thorns, and they put about his head, and they began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him on the head with a reed. They spit upon him with their contempt for him. And they bowed their knees and worshipped him. The, the mockery of it all. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him, put his own clothes on him, 
led him out to crucify him, and they compelled one Simon a Cyrenian who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus to bear his cross, and they bring him unto the place of Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull, and they gave him drink to drink, wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. Let me just stop right here, just for a moment. Here you have, here you have the Gentile soldiers. Now remember, it was the Gentiles who crucified him. But it was the Jews who demanded it. The greater blame is not on the Gentiles, but on the Jews. Though they're both equally guilty in this sense. The Jews crucified one who claimed to be God. The Gentiles crucified one in whom they found no fault. Now let's see what these Gentile soldiers did. The, the awfulness of it, their abuse, their mockery. And yet you see through the whole thing, patience of the Savior. These soldiers made him a laughingstock. They clothed him with purple. They put a crown of thorns and put it on his head. I would judge they would press it in on his head. And they began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews. Just think of a king. <laughs> you can just see them as they gazed upon Jesus. Is this a king? Is this a king? Scourged? All bloody? Covered with spittle? Is this a king? <laughs> so they put a crown of thorns on his head. They smote him on the head with a reed. They spit on him. They made mockery of him, bowing down and worshipping him. And then they took the purple off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. I say, the Lord Jesus could have called for a legion of angels. Did you ever stop to think of it, my friends? Do you know the Lord, the Lord could have gotten out of this very easily if he'd wanted to? He could have made a deal with Pilate. Pilate had no love for these Jewish leaders. He could have made a deal with Pilate. He could have said to Pilate, listen, my kingdom is not of this world. Don't worry about this. They could have made a bargain. Or he could have appealed to the crowd. The Jewish leaders didn't want to crucify him on the feast day, during the Passover time. They wanted to whittle the crowd and left the city and then kill him. No. The Lord could have cried for the crowd. A few days before this, they were crying, what? Hosanna in the highest. Why not appeal to them now? He'd healed their sick. He'd raised their dead. He'd cleansed their lepers. He'd done everything for them. Fed them when they were hungry. He could have appealed to them. Or he could have called for a legion of angels. You think through that. The Lord could have walked out just like he did in Luke chapter 4. When they wanted to throw him over a cliff, he could have walked through their midst. Or in John chapter 8, they picked up stones to kill him and he walked right through their midst. He could have done the same thing. When Pilate said, don't you know, I can, I could, I can release you. Or I can crucify you. Jesus said, you've got no power to do either one. 
unless my father gives it to you, I could call for a legion of angels. The Lord could easily have manifested his authority and his power. No. If he had done so, my friend, we would have had no savior. But remember, he's doing it according to the purpose and will of God for the salvation of men and women. He is sacrificing himself because he loved you and because he loved me. He bore this. And when you come on down to verse uh, to verse 23, they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, and he wouldn't receive it. Why? It was an opiate. So he wouldn't have to suffer so much. He spurned it. He spurned it. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man shall take. And the third hour, they crucified him. They gambled over his garments, just like you have it, of course, in the 22nd Psalm, the 69th Psalm. They gambled over his garments. But he never said a word, as a sheep before her shearers was dumb. He was made an accursed thing just because he loved you, just because he loved me. As Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 said, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth upon a tree. He did it for you. He did it for me. What I would like to get to your heart is this fine. Jesus could have freed himself if he had wanted to. He was sovereign. But he didn't. This was God's method where the holy, righteous character of God could be satisfied. Wages of sin is death. Death, sin pays wages. And my friend, you can't dodge your wages. You can't go on strike or quit the job. You must receive your wages, which is death. And the soul that sinneth, it shall die. You just can't get away from it. Divine justice, divine righteousness demands your death. Either you die, somebody else dies. And so I read in First Peter, he gave himself for our sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. He bare our sins in his own body on the tree. And when he was on the cross, you remember, he bore your sin. He looked for an eye to pity, and he found none. He looked that whole crowd over. There wasn't an eye to pity. And down at the foot of the cross, what were the Gentile soldiers doing? Gambling over his garments. I tell you, friend, no human mind can begin to even probe into the depths of what Jesus Christ went through when he took your place and my place. You see, having received the Savior, we will never again come into judgment. What an amazing thing. Death no, has no longer dominion over the, over the children of God. Death is already a defeated foe. And my friend, when I think of it today, he died for you. Does it mean nothing to you 
as Jeremiah cries out, Is it nothing to you all, you that pass by? Have you seen any sorrow like my sorrow? He did it because he loved you. That amazing verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we love him because he first loved us. Oh, what a Savior. I'm so glad that our Savior came and finished the job. He was not disobedient to the will of his Father, but he took your place and he took my place. And he was silent before his shearers. He opened not his mouth. Silently, he suffered just because he loved you and because he loved me. I just plead with your heart today, if you've never taken the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you take him and accept him, pass from death to life. And the Lord bless you today for his precious namesake. So until next time, this is the Unchanging Word radio broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.